0: Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Pone Podcast, your premier source for everything to do with the Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Lightforce, the sweet and sultry voice celebrating success, joined virtually by Oni at Omnestrike and Sam at another Sam Chan. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello, hello. What I, up? I, I, I like that you're still in color. I mean... Definitely. I was worried. I mean, we think back to the last episode, there was the possibility that I thought color would disappear, uh, but it did not, which almost is like a prelude to what it is that we're going to go and, and see in, in our show today. Uh, Sam, I am disappointed. I don't see that shoe wall. You were dropping in uh, RSP cord.
1: Yeah. So this is real.
0: See? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's
0: not a Zoom conference it's not a Zoom
1: conference background.
0: Yeah. It was- So for those joining the uh, live stream who aren't in our Discord, for those listening to the podcast who aren't in our Discord, uh, Sam discovered a, was it a faux shoe wall? Yeah, like it was was
1: like a full poster, like, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. It would have
2: cost you so, you know, much less money too.
0: Yeah, than all the shoes, cardboard comes cheap. But uh, yeah, no, boys, we are live on Twitch as we have been each and every week because this is big for us. Uh, It's been a big weekend. And before we get into it, let's talk a little bit about some of our own podcast news. You may have seen me share an RSP cord. You may have seen me share on social media, uh, but I'm going to share here on the stream as well as on the podcast. We are conducting our first ever podcast audience survey. So why, why are we asking you a series of questions? Well, you as our listeners are what's most important to us. And we thought instead of the three of us, like spitballing ideas as to how we can, you know, give you more of what it is you're looking for. Why don't we actually ask you, our listeners, what we are looking for? So how do you take part in this uh, podcast audience survey? What's well, it's pretty easy. If you go onto Twitter at Ready, Set, Phone and you go to our pinned tweet, the link is there. If you jump into RSP Discord, the link is in announcements. And if you'd rather just go and get a link to get there, I actually created a bit.ly link just for you. It's bit.ly slash survey, And that will get you into the uh, audience survey. A uh, handful of questions. We're going to ask you a little about your listening habits. We're going to ask you a little bit about the podcast and your thoughts. And then really open it up to you just to let you tell us uh, what it is you, you want. And our, our hope is, is that by getting this information and this insight... Uh, we can go and make this podcast even better going in to, you know, the off season into next year and, and beyond. So please, if you have an opportunity, give us a few answers there. You can tell us it straight up like, hey, I hate Sam, cut him. Your podcast will be better. Uh, bring Omni and his gray color back. That yeah, works I, too. Was,
2: I was just wondering how he can improve on perfection,
0: but I guess uh, there there are ways. Well, the thing is, is while this podcast is already perfect, we know other podcasts are trying to achieve our level of success. Mm. So to ensure we stay on our game and at the top, we need to continue to look for ways to to kick it up. Eating up the competition. I thought
1: this was just our version of Vanguard.
0: Yeah, totally. That's exactly what this is. The Google form I used is installing spyware so we can spy on you all the time.
1: Because we hacked into Google servers and fixed their form setup. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that 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 we totally did, and I, I mean, heck, we're already getting feedback here in chat for those watching the live stream. Atomic Skull says, "Bring back the 2019 Vancouver Titans." I mean, Gosh, they'll be back man.
1: on the visitor side. Yeah, on
0: a
2: variety of different things. Let's just start teams. with bringing back 2019. It was such a good year.
0: <laughs> well, considering the way 2020 has been going. Yeah. Uh But you know what? Let's uh, waste no more time. Let's uh, get ourselves into the payload. Moving the payload. Join me. So kicking off the payload is us celebrating another Vancouver Titans <coughs> win. And not just any win. No, they actually swept the Boston Uprising 3-0, which means having won the weekend previously 3-0, sweeping the Dallas Fuel, and then winning against the Boston Uprising 3-0, the Vancouver Titans clinched themselves a winning record in the sort of summer showdown tourney qualifiers' plans or whatever you want to call it. And, you know, we we thought, what better way than to celebrate? And so I, I shot a message out there on, on social media saying, hey, you know, friends of ours, let's celebrate. I'm like Circle K, you know, you can hook us up. And you know what? Circle K is like damn straight you can. They swung by and dropped us off some goodies today. Like I I got some Circle K water here to stay hydrated. As
1: opposed to normal water, we have Circle K spring water.
0: Yeah. Oh, and look at this one. I got a bag of gummy worms, and you can see I've already cracked into them. I got some potato chips down here. I got like that's. I mean, they hooked us up with some serious goodies. Like I didn't realize that's all we needed to do. And you know, I do want to sort of give a shout out to Circle K. They've always been good to us. And this is not a paid promotion or anything because outside of the free goodies they delivered to us, um, which was, you know, top notch, the, uh, they're actually coming out. And this just came out, you know, with, uh, I guess, the past week, the Vancouver Titans officially announced their uh, partnership with Circle K. So we're actually going to get more Circle K Froster Cups for the, the new Vancouver Titans.
1: Okay, that's- I'm speechless. Yeah, this is not good for a podcast, guys. Oh, that that didn't help.
0: <laughs> so for those for those listening to the podcast, uh, Omni, who is currently muted, thank goodness, tossed on a Circle K sock. It's an official
2: branded uh, pop filter. Those socks uh, are amazing, by the way. <laughs>
1: official branded.
0: <laughs> oh man! But let's let's actually talk about the uh, the Vancouver Titans themselves. So they swept the Boston Uprising if you think back to our last episode, I was the least confident Sam here was completely confident and Omni was confident, but Omni also hedged by saying, now they're not going to sweep. And I think of, of the three of us here, I would suggest most of our listeners were probably more in line with what Omni and I might've felt not Sam who was completely out to lunch and apparently can predict sweeps just by, you know, Wiggling his eyebrows or something like that. Two for two. All the next one, second second parts of cheese. Yeah. So the match that mattered this weekend, that Boston uprising match, um, the Vancouver Titans looked like they were in control throughout. And that is what impressed me the most. I mean, we think back to some of the complaints we've had with the Titans is that they, they lose control. Like even when they're sort of playing uh, on edge, I mean, thinking back to, was it, the define- I can't remember who it was again on Anubis where they were spawn camping and all of a sudden things yeah, just fell apart. Play. Never actually got that sensation here uh, against the uprising. And we actually saw the Titans invest some, you know, seriously wacky comps like, you know, Shockwave. I didn't realize he was a top tier soldier player on Gibraltar.
2: <laughs> yeah. Neither did Boston realize that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, with all things that said about Huck, Uh, At least he didn't think about resting Jerry in this match. Well, imagine if they had,
0: well, (laughs) imagine a world where they had rested Jerry. I mean, (laughs) it is conceivable that players move around. I mean, Hoxall played brig and we'll get into it in the fray. Uh, I think Rascal pretty much played every position. Right. This week. Like, I mean, it's, so it's conceivable that, you know, Mikey would have come in for Jerry, but that did not happen. I, so Omni and I, for those listening to the podcast, we actually joined the Weekly Uprising podcast. Uh, they, they brought us on and uh, were chatting to us because they, they were a little bit down. They were like, hey, are you guys going to gloat? And I said no. Omni said yes. But what I found interesting <laughs> is both of us actually suggested that the uprising put up a better fight when compared to the Dallas Fuel. And the guys at the Weekly Uprising were shocked by that because to them, they got swept by the Vancouver Titans and who gets swept by the Titans. The fuel. Well, the fuel know that. a thing
1: or two about sweeping too, though.
2: They probably. Well, I assume they didn't watch that match that we had against the fuel. I mean, if I was a Boston fan, I wouldn't watch that either. I, I wouldn't watch a game between Boston and the fuel, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the game was good. It was entertaining. I think that, like, even though it was a sweep, it wasn't like. Uh, it, it's not like we dumpstered them entirely through and through. I, even that. Uh, um. You said that there were no uh, moments in the match where it felt like we we're about to lose. Maybe that well, one Gibraltar. last fight at the end, that push was insane. Like, they came out strong. They they were confident. Uh, we talked about it with the Boston guys, like you said, like about that relief that they uh, finally felt after that first win. And you could feel that they were playing a bit more loose, a bit more confident, more follow-through on most of their plays. And on the Boston side, I think like Color Hex with his like uh um Mace didn't, wasn't really looking great. Uh Halo didn't really look too well. Man, that did you see that whip shot on Tuba? Oh, I'm <laughs> oh so, um, my god, that guy is having a rough week. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll talk our, more about that in the front. Yeah, minute. our
2: guys look good against them. Even uh what was the phrasing from Uber? Did you hear that? That car car is going <laughs> <laughs> it it was good. Like we were uh, talking a lot about Dalton and Shockway, and it's all 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 deserved. But KSA and Rule were really really catalysts for most of the fights that we had won uh, dominantly. But that fight at the end, that was nuts. That switch onto the Sombra out of nowhere. Whew.
0: The well, okay, let's sort of <clears throat> you know walk through sort of a map. map, map. Yeah. power, yes, it was two one, but it felt to me like Vancouver was sort of playing with its food. Yeah, you know, a, little like, bit. A, a little bit, you know, which isn't for this current roster in the current edition, not something I think <laughs> anyone would ever suggest would have occurred.
1: Mm. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, it goes back to just me talking about them closing, and it, it seems like they they're starting to understand how to do that. Um, and, you know, I definitely went out on an edge to say it was 3-0, but... You know, I have confidence. You know, Rolf talked to us. He got a morale boost from getting to talk to Omni and I. Mm-hmm. So, so we kind of <laughs> figured it would just carry getting on through. Tips. Yeah, gave him some, gave him some tips. Like we talked oh, yeah. about, well, we we did. We talked about Zen. We talked about BAP, and he went and killed it on both.
2: True. Yeah.
0: The um, Hanamura experience. What I learned is the Vancouver Titans can attack with wild abandon, and when it comes to defense, they can hold. But when they break, they break hard. Mm-hmm. The good thing is that their attack is strong. Um, and I, I I still feel that, you know, having seen sort of how they were holding small mistakes is what, you know, cost them. And even on Hanamura, they actually were able to put in a decent, you know, hold on, on two uh, to, to drain the clock. But then, unfortunately, even though they had greater time going on the two, struggled. Um, the Gibraltar experience was wacky. Like, I, I almost wonder if at that point the Titans Up 2-0 decided, you know, we're, we're going to maybe experiment. There's no hero pool. Let's, like, I don't understand the soldier choice there. I think there are a variety of maps where you could bring soldier out. And Gibraltar might be one of them. But they're really, like, once you saw what the uprising brought out, the soldier was moot. Like, he, he didn't contribute. And putting Shockwave... On soldier, not yeah. to suggest you put Dalton on soldier, but why not put Shockwave on Echo or have him on Ash or or what have you? Like it, the soldier choice just seemed odd.
2: Oh, like you said, they were trying to experiment, maybe maybe yeah. like surprise them a bit. I don't know. At first, I thought, well, maybe it makes sense due to Ping, but then again, he does pop off on the Widow and then on the McCree pretty easily. So I'm not really sure what was going there. I mean, there's a lot of high ground on on Gibraltar, especially when you go into that. Uh, I don't know, shuttle phase could have been uh, uh, useful. Like, had he popped off, got some headshots that were, like, 50-50 picks, we wouldn't have been having this conversation. But it wasn't a good uh, decision looking back. And he did adjust and went on to, I think it was the tracer, and then he switched to that widow at the end. I think he uh, widow, to McCree. Yeah.
1: Well, he Shockwave played like ten heroes in that game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like um, actually,
0: didn't he? Didn't he pull out a Torb at one point too? He pulled out a Torb, very, like a, a little bit at the end. But well, like yeah.
1: the yeah, like the Soldier thing, like it's it's a really interesting strat. And the reason I say that is because it's almost universally hated from from an audience perspective. Like we're sitting here going like, why run Soldier? Casters are sitting there saying, why once run Soldier? But the Titans aren't the only team to run this. Like, if we go back to the May Melee, well, like, Florida, yeah, Florida ran it. Florida right?
0: totally ran it. I love right?
1: Soldier. <laughs> so, so, no, we. I, I believe Soldier has, like, a, a certain place in, in Overwatch fans' hearts. But in terms of a strat, like, it never seems to quite fit in. And for whatever reason, multiple coaches from multiple regions, time and time again, will use Soldier as some sort of counter or something. And, yeah. and almost to a T, it never works and they switch my my theory my 900
2: iq theory is that because he's an echo man he just wants to keep fresh on those ults right he needs to play a lot of the other (laughs) characters that's why he has so much you know flex
0: oh well it's it's essentially you know when he echo ults into like a reinhardt it's you have a a second tank like he can play main tank no problem uh throw him onto a reaper and to blossoms no problem yeah like no problem like he's I think as hero pools exist, echo bans will probably put the Vancouver Titans in a tough spot. But I think it's now quite clear our support ban or support pool is probably the the bigger struggle. Like the moment Briggs not in the picture, yeah, the Vancouver Titans I think have a dif- have difficulty. than when they have to sort of have a Bat Zen combination of Zens out of the picture, mm-hmm. like it's pools are are hurt and Rolf and Car Car more than really anyone else. Yeah, they need more and, supports. And, and the game, game.
1: that's, that's where like, I think we got to give some love to car car. Yeah. I know, you know, it's been Cordio, but I've definitely been been crapping on his play throughout this whole process. Um, He's been the one that's had to play catch up and he performed this weekend, right? Like, I mean, shout out to Tristan, a uh, social media guy for the the Titans. And he was saying that uh, car car is probably best on the, the brig when we all kind of thought, you know, Lucio is his main thing, but, mm-hmm. but clearly like he, he definitely belonged and even, even made some nice plays as as Brig and i think that's a that's a great first step i think it's a huge confidence boost to him i think um one of the what was one of the stats that captain plan pulled out i think he was like third overall in brig uh final blows per 10 yeah um like that's that's huge due to a young guy's confidence and especially Mm -hmm. one that who knows like he's had to do better and i mean i'm i'm just giving all this car car love because i give the same amount of time for his crap when he does poorly so
0: so uh side note Statistically speaking, best Brig in the Overwatch League right now. It's
1: always Axel. been
0: Haxel. well, I know it's always been like people are like, Well, what do you <laughs> mean hacksaw on Brig now? We're not talking about 2019 Brig. We're talking about 2020 Brig. Like he I his he had his alt in less than a minute and a half on average. Yep. I'm like Playing that. Brig is basically like a Genji Blade <laughs> all the time. <laughs> With, <laughs> With Axel playing it. No freaking kidding. Um, all okay, right, back to the Titans. So the Vancouver Titans get the 3-0 sweep against the Uprising. This gives them a record of 2-1. And, and that record of 2-1 for their three matches that count meant the Vancouver Titans had a chance to finish as high as third when it came to seeding. Now, that third place finish had a lot to do with the result of the subsequent matches, the the valiant uh, uh, match uh, against uh, the eternal and the uh, gladiators, or sorry, Gladi- yeah, gladiators. Was it gladiators, I can't remember. Anyhow, I mean, ultimately, number of moving pieces. Well, ultimately, what occurred is the valiant got. Hurt hard. Thankfully, the, for the Valiant, they got the one win, so that allowed them to then finish sort of top at number three. Uh, Ma'am moved themselves up, which we'll talk about, or not, Ma'am. sorry, remove moved themselves up, which we'll talk about in a quick moment. But why I talk about the record now is that the Vancouver Titans, based on their record in these play-ins, tied the Valiant for essentially this, you know, three, four, or four or five place, and the and the Glad's as well. I think. Because the Titans had beaten both the Gladiators as well as the Valiant earlier this season, (laughs) That, that tiebreaker counted. So the Vancouver Titans actually finished in the four seed. So what does that mean? The Vancouver Titans didn't have to play in a play-in like they did against the Defiant and the May Mayhem, and we don't have to worry about the fact that they're going to have to go and play some crazy schedule just to get themselves into the weekend. They don't play again until Saturday, where unfortunately, while they don't get to choose their opponent, because the three seeds higher of them do in NA, they get to sort of kick back and relax and and essentially practice. I'm not entirely sure they can prepare, and we'll talk more about that when we, we get into the fray. But the Vancouver Titans got the job done, which then takes us into Sunday when they play the Atlanta Rain. And we sort of chatted about this on the, on the episode. I'm like, well, what does this match mean? If the Titans win, now this is sort of the scrim match, experiment match. If they lose, you know, like where, where's the mean um, or the mean something for the Titans? Because it definitely meant something for the rain. Well, the Vancouver Titans did what, as best as I could describe as the experimental comp. Like, they were so committed to playing Dive, come hell or high water, yeah. that that's essentially all we saw in, I would say, what, 80% of the three matches that we got?
2: Yeah, especially at the start, like, why would you lose that map like that, or going Winston against the double shield and all that? uh yeah it felt like it was kind of dialed in especially that third map they didn't even show up and maybe it's like them not they can't they can't go like zero and two for some reason apparently normally whenever that third map you know comes up it's just so dialed in that it Mm -hmm. impacts how you remember that entire match and that leads me to my other point i think that actually the first two maps were decently played especially oasis that we could have like got o-
0: oasis was winnable despite yeah. the comp that the vancouver titans were were throwing at the ring. Right, right. maybe
2: if they started out with that uh sigma Orissa comp it would have looked a bit different but all in all i feel like our supports were not uh on the level that we had seen in in the game against boston uh and also it was much more of a challenge to our dps uh it's it's fine when you're up against just a single Jerry or Doha without decay uh, by his side. But when you're going up against Erster Edison, then baby Bay just, you know, it's rot- different rotating around. yeah, it's a, it's a higher tier than that for sure. And they might've won Oasis, but they didn't. And Hanamura, there was something that really reminded me of what we had. I don't remember who it was against, but there was a match that we had in, in, in Volskaya, where we got so much more time than the other team on our attack uh that it kind of felt like oh we've got plenty of time and and we don't really need to to uh, be as I don't know urgent with our plays or as 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 yeah impactful as we should be so maybe that's kind of like you don't do that against a team that on paper and maybe not just on paper out outclasses you so maybe well, that's what kind of cost us the, this map.
0: The the difference on, on Hanamura, I mean there's a number of differences, but the main difference was not the trash talk from Dogman. It was the play and trash talk of Baby Bay. Yeah. Um, Like Baby Bay was dialed in and there was one point, I don't know if it was on Hanamura, but Shockwave, actually I think it was in Gibraltar. Shockwave accepted that he was, he was done. So he just sat there and did some tactical (laughs) crutching while Baby Bay clicked his head. Like, baby bay was talking some serious smack and i know for 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 some of our listeners that's not like it drives you nuts i'll be the first one to admit i i'm not a trash talker like i i just keep my sort of mouth shut i focus on the the play i have fun um i don't try to play mind games um through text but like you know if you play against me as reinhardt and i'm on on point on i'm on my game You don't understand how many times you're going to hear Reinhardt going, come here. That's me. Like, I will sit there and spam that as you're standing the other side. Like yesterday, just to put in perspective, I had an opposing Reinhardt who just suddenly shaking his head side to side. Come here. Because that's my, I let my play do the talking. Yeah,
2: that's the finger wag uh, equivalent in in
0: Overwatch, right? Yeah, but the you know I, I look at what you know Baby Bay provides. It's entertainment, like, and he he he, he was backing it up. Yeah, like I, I at one point I actually commented uh, in the, the RSP uh, voice comms when we were watching the match. I'm like, I hope that Shockwave returns the favor and makes like you know makes Baby Bay crack. Unfortunately, that did not occur. Mm-hmm. No.
2: But I did notice that uh, between the maps when they showed their faces, everybody was in good spirits. Uh oh, yeah. the Titan side, everybody was laughing. So it's not like one of those games where maybe it's the the fact that it didn't really count. Maybe mm-hmm. they were just feeling more loose. I don't know. Uh, but they seem to be in good spirits at least.
0: Yeah, and,
1: and I think part of Baby Bay's plan was to, to try and focus on that one-on-one and trying to bait Shockwave a little bit. I don't think Shockwave bit exactly, but, you know, just – you know, just looking at it from objectively, it did seem like uh, they they did let things get to their heads a little bit. Like, I was really disappointed in the Hanamura attack just because we yeah. just finished talking about how great their Hanamura attack is. How many mm-hmm. different looks it can have. We have the Hanzo. We could have the Echo. Um, like, there's just a lot of different things that we've shown that we're capable of doing. And to have almost six minutes, like, I think it was like 540. Like, that's an eternity, right? Like. Yeah. Like you could, you could, you know, camp out there for three minutes and just build all six alts and go probably do that twice. Um, well,
0: but like, I mean, shockwave was on Hanzo and he was forced off because he kept getting into these one V ones versus baby Day yeah. and Hanzo versus Ash, the dynamite hits you and now it's a body shot. Right. So I think that's where we started to see the shift. The moment the moment shockwave not, didn't get eliminated, but essentially was taken away yeah. we've talked about this in the past. Now there's a lot more weight on the shoulders of Dalton. And I, yeah. I kind of felt that not to suggest he was, but it felt like Dalton was then trying to do maybe a little bit more. Yep. Yeah. And that's where the, you know, house of cards starts to fall down.
2: Yeah. Uh, Atlanta also is kind of uh, playing a very loose match, a very loose style, kind yeah. of similar to what we do. And normally when we bring that intensity or, or chaos. KS- into an opposing team that's not used to that it, it works um maybe better sometimes than others but against atlanta that are accustomed to playing that style maybe it didn't really have the same
0: effect we expected yeah. Yeah. but uh, anyhow in a mean nothing match for the titans this didn't have any any impact to their their map differential didn't have any impact to their record uh it meant that the the uh, rain got to go all the way up to the second seed, having got that 3 0 win. What was real screwy about this had the Titans taken one map off the rain, there would have been a crazy tie situation. And why that becomes crazy is that the, the tie breaking uh, options were summer showdown specific before they went into greater league separation. If you're the Overwatch League, how do you go and use the summer showdown head to head when it counted for one team and didn't count for another? Like it, it to be honest, they dodged a bullet here by having a a three-o sweep as opposed to let's say a three one. I mean It's
1: almost like someone wrote the script beforehand.
0: Yeah, funny.
2: Funny. Hmm. They didn't reveal it that everything is scripted with the uh,
0: production uh, gig that they showed <laughs> by Noah A Production or whatever. <laughs> a Production. Oh, uh, and if you don't know what we're talking about, you got to go look at the content that the uh, Overwatch League is creating. Um, we're going to talk more about what this means coming into the weekend and when we get into the fray. But the Vancouver Titans are in the fourth seed. Do they stand a chance? Of
2: course they do. I don't see the point. Just bring on the shock or whoever.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's the thing. If the Vancouver Titans do get out of that quarterfinal match, the semifinal that they would be up against is the winner of the San Francisco shock versus placeholder. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Do, Do we, does anyone see the shock not going all the way to the final and winning? Um uh, no. Well, not if the Titans uh have something to say or anything to say about that, but
1: definitely <laughs> I agree. <laughs> that the way that happens is if they put us in. Again, I've been pushing uh, for this for a minute.
0: This is true. Yeah. Super Moth uh, Twilight, the three of us.
1: Actually, we could be 6v6 scrimming with them right now. Like what are we doing here?
0: <laughs> make the call, Sam, make the call. Uh we're going to take a short break here and then uh dive into the fray. So as we go back into the fray, let's talk a little bit about the week that was uh, the weekend itself went uh, relatively according to plan. I'm not going to suggest that there were any significantly crazy matches, but let me go sort of run through the, the scores. So the weekend kicked off with the Guangzhou charge, taking on the Chengdu hunters, beating them three, one followed by the Shanghai Dragons beating the Seoul dynasty, three, one, and then the London spitfire three 0 the Hangzhou spark, the Florida mayhem, beat the Houston Outlaws, 3-2. The Dallas Fuel beat the Toronto Defiant, 3-0, even though they did not play Decay, which is interesting. Uh, (laughs) We already know that the Titans beat the Uprising, 3-0, and then the LA Gladiators beat the Washington Justice, 3-1. On Sunday, the Shanghai Dragons beat the Hangzhou Spark, 3-0. The Seoul Dynasty beat the Chengdu Hunters, 3-0, and the Guangzhou Charge beat the New York Excelsior, 3-2. Paris Eternal beat LA Valiant, 3-1. The Atlanta Arenas, we already know, beat the Vancouver Titans 3-0. The Philadelphia Fusion didn't know they had a match, and they lost 3-0 to the San Francisco Shock. And that then set up the play-in for the weekend. So how did all the seedings shake down? Well, having lost to the Vancouver Titans, the Boston Uprising finished in the number 12 spot in NA and the Washington justice having just not looked all that good also then ended up in the number 13. So those two teams had to play last match of the day on Sunday while Omni and I are doing a a segment with the weekly uprising, which shocked both of us. We didn't think they'd want to record a segment while their team was playing, but they did. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Had that much faith. Washington Justice beat the Boston uprising three one in what had to be like essentially it wasn't the Washington Justice. It was the Washington Nanoblade oh. versus an uprising team that knew it was coming and could do absolutely nothing right about it. Like I feel for the uprising guys I mean the we were on their podcast, they're good guys. But this team is in a world of hurt. Like if you think as Vancouver Titans fans that, you know, we're like, oh my God, the sky is falling. And we kind of were based on the sentiment of some of the uprising fans in the, uh, the weekly uprising discord, man, like they're, they're firing everyone right now. Like it's, it's not a good place. Um, as far as the weekend goes though, the matches we all said you should watch, we told you to go watch the Dallas Fuel versus the Toronto Defiant.
1: Was it not a great time? (laughs)
0: if you were a Dallas fuel fan, like uh, what is, what's wrong with the defiant? Like how is that fuel team with Onigod now a better team because they've had more time to prepare? (laughs) Like, I I don't, I don't see the difference, but the defiant, like part of me actually wonders Did the defiant see how the Titans handled the fuel. And the moment they saw decay, not in the lineup, we're like, we got this. Um, we also saw, I mean, Jilly's found his way back into the lineup. Sure for found his way out.
1: Well, we also for had the first power outage of uh oh, Owl that too. COVID. Um, so we'd be remiss not to mention that. But yeah. I think I think it starts with Doha played better. Uh significantly better. Doha kind of, you know, was a dud when he played with us, if we mm-hmm. if we're comparing apples to apples. Um but the Defiant themselves, like and I'll be completely honest. When we were talking about main tanks for for the the eventual new Titans roster, like the name Numlock did come up, you know, just in jest, not like rumor yes. or anything. Like we, we we kind of muttered across his name, and I mean, Numlock is a pro, but Numlock is limited. Like you know, he he's not he's not going to be super one day or something like that. You know, he he is what he is by this point, and and honestly, I can say that for pretty much. Most of the roster outside of Surefor and Karib, um is there. They have limited futures. Um, I might be forgetting some roster players, so forgive me. I'm not a ty- uh, defined specialist, but <laughs> at this point, we've seen enough of their their matches to kind of have some commentary on it uh, for for one reason or another. Yeah. Um, so, like, like that's that's part of it. But also, like when we talked to to you know um, Adam, you know, just a couple of weeks back. Like, he mentioned, like, this team is not always motivated. So I think you might actually be onto something without, you know, spreading new rumors that, like, maybe they didn't show up. Because mm-hmm. because they're not, like, talent to talent. The fact they beat the Titans just two weeks ago, 3-0, like, they shouldn't be getting slapped by by a decayless team. So, and we've seen that decayless team, so it, it didn't seem to make sense. I don't know, like, that, that's my two cents.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm of the belief that they might have been looking ahead. You know, it, it's we I've I've said this before. Confidence can be a hell of a drug. The problem is overconfidence can be even worse. And if you're already looking ahead, if you're looking at the Dallas fuel getting handled by a Vancouver Titans team that you don't you don't respect, like let's be honest. Who respected the Vancouver Titans going into their Dallas field match where they finally got their first win? I bet you very few teams did. There were right. some teams that respected the capability of individuals, but no one respected the team. Vancouver gets a 3-0 win and people are shocked. Vancouver gets a second 3-0 win and suddenly people are paying attention. Um, mm. I don't think the Vancouver Titans are getting much respect yet. I mean, we're going to talk more about this as we get into the, the showdown, but the fact remains that if you think you're better than your opponent, whether or not you are, you still need to prepare as if you're not. Yeah. And that, it just felt to me that the the defiant, they couldn't, they couldn't put anything together. And then, yeah, the power outage didn't help where you had a mid, mid match player swap as the solution. Yeah. And on hold reset and like kind of crazy stuff. Um. But, uh, you know, going on with the weekend, the other match that, uh, Sam, you said everyone should stay up and watch was the Hangzhou Spark Shanghai Dragons. Did you? No. Yeah, I <laughs> didn't think so. Uh, Shanghai Dragons took it to the Spark just handily. I don't think there is Easy. a team in the Asia bracket right now, or Asia region, um, as powerful as the Dragons. And I, I souls in their own dimension. Um, <laughs> New York, not consistent. Like, they you, Guangzhou is on the rise, though. Sure, but are they at, like, Shanghai level?
2: No. no. Man, I, I miss the times when we got the NA and, and China matches, the Asian and NA yeah. teams. They got to meet.
0: It's Well, it's a, at some point, it's, but I don't starts know starts getting to me. Uh, just I don't play know how with they pain, man. We
1: always play with pain.
2: Yeah, well, it, yeah, make it equal with the Titans, especially, like, uh, going up against teams. It's not fair how our players need to play with, like... A, bazillion pings. because yeah, it's not
0: like the Titans went out and found people across the planet to replace the roster. Um, sure. So Guangzhou Charge, New York, Excelsior, Omni, did you wake up early to watch that one? I mean, it was a good good match. We got to see more Hacksaw Brigg. Like was- uh,
2: I got to see... I-, I woke up on time to watch the action
0: sports highlights. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that literally means any hour of the day.
0: Exactly. Yeah, got up early on Monday to watch them. Um... The Paris Eternal, LA Valiant match. I, I genuinely was surprised by this one. I, I watched all of the matches or any matches on on Sunday. Um, I would not have picked this one to watch, but I actually I enjoyed it. And what I what I enjoyed even more was how the dysfunctional the Valiant looked. And yeah. I'll, I'll 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 cushion what I'm saying there because that then gave me hope for the Titans going into uh, the summer showdown tournament because hmm. I mean, it's possible that the Valiant are a team that they face. Um, the other match that uh, was, was selected here um, by me was the fusion San Francisco shock match. Well, I honestly thought a match. The, the fusion would show up to play. Like this was weird. I don't know if it's that the shock are that much better and just like stratospherically different than every other team that they're up against. Or if the fusion simply just mailed it in knowing that they had either the first or second seed and it mattered very little to them.
1: And the that's shock the- are that much better.
0: Yeah. Once so I d- through- I
1: don't think like I don't think I mean the fusion made some questionable, you know, roster calls and strats sure. or whatever, sure, whatever. Um, but I I think this is the fusion like the same fusion would have slapped the titans or whoever they would have played on another day like five zero or something atlanta like whoever like they would have won and and they're they're a good team they're not a great team and if i'm comparing like just talking about shock and dragons being on another level and them being great like that and then that's the reality of of at least na overwatch right now is it's the shock and then everybody else is somewhere else yeah, it's it's kind of like an
2: uninjured uh, Golden State Warriors with uh yeah. Kevin Durant. You can't you can't do anything, like well, oh, we're just waiting, right? Let's <laughs> put on striker and you and you've got Choyobin, who I still think sees the source code falling like Neo from the <laughs> no Matrix kidding. when he plays overwatch.
0: Oh that okay. We we were omni you, Scrona and I were, were chatting about this uh when we were playing a little uh mystery yesterday. That halt on well at spawn. Mm. So if you if you miss this moment, the Fusion are, are coming in for their last fight on Well. And I, I don't know who it was that was playing their Sigma at the time. But you SMR? hear us. No? Well, no, this uh, was Fury, on. Fury, r- I think. The, the, oh, yeah. The yeah, yeah the office, fusion. Yeah. So you suddenly hear the Sigma alt, which is really odd because there's no one near the point. So, the um, Jaws and, and Hex are like, oh, it must have been a fat figure. Because again, let's they didn't, they didn't see this the camera's not coming out of spawn, it's on the, the point to attack. So, production goes and gets the replay. Choi sent a halt all the way to spawn, just to the side of the door. Got, if it was Fury or whomever was on Sigma in it and pulled them off the (laughs) ramp so that they would drop oh my god (laughs) and to say like and this is the thing is we're getting close in the last fight to save themselves so they didn't have to wait for another spawn timer pop the sigma alt to fly just to not die so that Alt was used to simply survive it was it would be akin to a diva remake the problem is that was the limited value that the fusion had going into this pilot. choice. crazy
2: i feel like people when they come up to to their desk because of the computer they're connecting their uh you know ma- 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 mice and, and keyboards he's just plugging in
1: through the neck and sits <laughs> in his pod and starts playing overwatch like this but yeah. you, you know what's crazy though is so so big shout out to emerald one of our guests from a couple weeks ago she she did great grab bag with like captain pliant's and so they were yeah. they were pulling stats on a couple characters one of them was the brig and we already kind of talked about haxell like i think the the spoiler alert there is haxell basically had two thousand more damage than any other brig period mm-hmm. um also that all time but with with sigma the craziest thing is Choi had no like top three stats in any of them like, no final blows, no damage, no damage blocked, nothing. He's just ridiculously so good, and his team is so good around him, he doesn't even need to, no. in my terms, get buckets to produce, yeah. right? right? Like, he, they're just so ridiculously dominant that he doesn't even need yeah. to pop off. And he's basically throwing alts away.
0: Well, yeah, that's a I mean, problem. I, I mean, hey, I hate throwing speech. my Ulta away too. Um, but anyhow, I mean, ultimately the way the weekend trickled out is we then had our our essentially seeding for the showdown. Uh, once the uprising lost to the justice and got sent home for how many ever weeks they're going to have as a break. So let's talk a little bit about how this all trickled down. The Asian region is doing a structured seed. And what that is is a bracket that's built from seeds one through two, I think it's seven and two. Uh, Essentially highest plays lowest, so on and so forth. So Shanghai Dragons got a bye being the first seed all the way into the semifinals. They'll play the winner of the 4-5 seed, which is the London Spitfire-Soul Dynasty match. The Guangzhou Charge Finish 2. They're taking on the Chengdu Hunters at 7. And the New York Excelsior take on the Hangzhou Spark 3-6. The winners of those play the semi. The winner of the semi go on to a final. That experience takes place Saturday and then Sunday. So if you're wanting to stay up late or get up early, it's the weekend that's in the way. North America, whole lot of difference. So first and foremost, you had the play-in. So the Justice technically upset the uprising, being the lower seed at thirteen. And once that was determined, then seeds five, six, seven, and eight got to choose their opponent in what they're calling the knockout round. This kicking off, I think, noon Pacific on Friday. So first up was the Los Angeles Valiant, and Packing Ten proceeded to say they are picking the Toronto Defiant, and the reason why is Toronto's not good. Which is not wrong. It's hard. I mean, it's hard to argue with um, <laughs> the Los Angeles gladiators were up next. They picked the Washington injustice essentially for, for the same reason. They're a bad team. Um, Florida is up after that. They're going to take on the Houston outlaws. And then Paris eternal Dallas fuel was the match that was chosen because everything else had uh, trickled out. Now, I should also add that during this, John Spector, who's the VP at Overwatch Overwatch League, actually put up a grand, the funniest response or choice. I don't know who won the $1,000 because that entire experience kind of felt weird. Um, But what does that mean for the Vancouver Titans? We don't know because all of those matches have to happen on Friday. And at the end of the day on Friday, then we're going to have the San Francisco Shock then pick who plays them in the quarters followed by the Atlanta Rain, who get to pick out of the three teams that remain, who plays them. The Philadelphia Fusion get a choice of one or two, and then the Vancouver Titans get whoever's left over. So let's let's go through this sort of exercise ourselves, just on the, the NA side. Um, LA Valiant, Toronto Defiant. Does Toronto stand a chance? I don't think so. Sam? Yeah, 30. shaking your head. I don't. I, I mean, I. I'm gonna watch this match because again, soft spot for the Toronto Defiant and all, but I. I, I struggle to see the Defiant beating the Valiant. No. Even and we forget
1: the Defiant don't have a head coach right now, right? Uh, they don't have a Was GM right? either, don't they? they well, the GM is gonna what change the roster spots, but like <laughs> coach, like I give a lot of credit, for example, to the Titans coaching staff because we see the strats, we see the synergy, mm-hmm. we see them working on things, right? Who's doing that for for the divine right now? I'm guessing it's um I forgot his name all of a sudden. Um, shoot the the analyst who who did Winston's lab. Oh, Baroy. Uh, Baroy. Maybe it's him. Um, but other than that, he there's there's really no team around him. Yeah. So, like, I feel like that's part of it too. It's yeah. just the lack of direction.
0: The and you know I, I earlier said that I thought the Valiant are dysfunctional. I kind of feel that they they can have t- significant dysfunction, but Toronto's in a bad spot. And yeah, Toronto beat the Vancouver Titans. Fair play, but Toronto did not look good outside of that one match. Um, the match that I actually said to watch is that one, but that's only because I have the soft spot for the Toronto Defiant. Uh, LA Gladiators, Washington Justice. This one's this has to be Gladiators, even though the Justice have actually been looking a little bit better. This is yeah. There's no win condition here for the Justice, is there? No. No, I believe, no. in even adjustment. though like
2: gladiators always kind of find a way to suck, but
1: I feel
2: like they will beat to justice,
1: okay? Right? But of so, we're looking at you know, if you're looking at these Friday teams though, like what's most likely to be an upset? Yeah, none like, of them.
0: Uh, well, I could, you know, I could see the fuel beating the Eternal. Eh.
1: Is, is that an upset? Or? No,
0: but that's the, like technically it is an it's upset. A nine over an eight, but I'm not. I'm not
2: buying Dallas beating Paris. No, is Decay okay, well, play? No. <laughs> well, yeah, even if he okay. plays, so, I don't no, think so no.
0: If Decay's is not playing, I it's no way that hap- that's an upset. But if Dekay, so, if De- and that's the other thing, if Decay doesn't play that match. Someone light the fire because there's going to be a whole lot of smoke anyway. Uh, yeah, applause. it's all
2: a bunch of bull. There's no like oh, I'm, I want to rest or anything like
0: that. <laughs> uh, outlaws, PR ma'am. Talk. This is this is a ma'am. Yeah, it? yeah. So uh, okay, Sam. But, do you but, think- yeah,
1: but back back to the yeah the Justice and the Gladiators. Like to me, the the Justice feel, and this isn't because there's ex Titans on the team. They do feel a little bit like. Um, the Titans when we just got our new roster, like they, sure. they need time to gel. They seem to have reconstructed their, their coaching staff, their G like, you know, they reconstructed everything. Yeah, And like the, the raw talent I think can be there. I don't, I'm not saying like they're going to you know break the league or anything, but like, again, the gladiators are known for being sad. Um, So in the same way that, you know, gladiators. when we played the defiant in, in maze, um, uh, May- Mimi, and we lost 3-2 like i think the justice could surprise with with the map or two
0: okay but that's not an upset no
1: i mean that's... i've already been wrong on the last two upsets so i'll go ahead and say it. the justice will upset the gladiators um
2: there. i'm going to take the cowards pick no upsets in the <laughs> okay. first uh, round
0: yeah and I, I was not i when i was going through i didn't see an upset either so um sam even though you're sam Stradamus right now we're going to you know count that out of the picture so let's actually talk a <laughs> about the name or quarterfinals so we have the valiant gladiators mayhem and eternal going through who does the shock pick out of that gladiator Mayhem, valiant and gladiators mayhem eternal gladiators i think we might just flip
1: a coin who cares either valiant or gladiators i think yeah
0: okay so one of the one of the LA actually
1: players. actually i think it'd be gladiators or eternal because they just slapped the eternal
0: yeah <laughs> So, I'm gonna say Gladiator. So again, yep. I'm just ruining Gladiator, your thing. Yeah. Uh Atlanta Rain. Who do they pick? I mean, we have the the Valiant Mayum Eternal. The Valiant, probably. Valiant. Okay, yeah. so now Fusion. They've got Mayum and Eternal. Oh, that's a tough one. Ooh. Eternal. Eternal. Yeah. See, I in in all of the the versions that I had. I had the gladi like the gladiators, or possibly the valiant facing the titans. I would not have had the mayhem facing the titans. And I actually, <laughs> I kind of feel more comfortable with the mayhem if that makes sense.
1: Mm.
2: I get what you're saying. But, I'd rather play the mayhem than than eternal for sure. Yeah.
0: The, the the reason that I sort of had to go through this exercise is if you want to, you can go to the Overwatch League website and create your own bracket. Every single bracket that exists out there has the Vancouver Titans losing. You've got Flame, you know, how former Obvious Outlaw, going off about like it's a joke that the Vancouver Titans are the number four seed. Um, you've got Plat Chat, like I don't know how this happens. Like <laughs> the Vancouver Titans, despite getting th- you know two very convincing wins out of the four matches that they played are still getting zero respect. It's, it, it's being excused. It's like, Oh, well there was no decay in Dallas. Sorry, oh, I, I can't, Boston's I can't hear these team.
2: complaints all the way up here from the fourth seed, <laughs> <laughs> the upper echelon of the overwatch league. That's where we belong.
0: Like I, I, I admit, I think the fourth <laughs> seed, the Vancouver Titans had success. They played well when it mattered and they earned number four. Are they the number four seed? I actually feel they were the number five, number six. (laughs) Because we got to – I mean, let's think about it. I don't know. I'm just looking at the seeding. The the roster that did not – We we should have been third. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. We should have won
2: Hanamura, so whatever. Yeah. Anyhow, I mean, it's – We'll uh, let our game do the talking –
1: but it what it like it's it's it, it is really funny like we talk about narratives a lot and I think from Vancouver we love giving this kind of underdog everybody hates us story that's out but like there there is a little bit of truth in that right because what what happened when the mayhem was like basically playing the uprising every week and they'd beat him every week and then going into again the may tournament everybody's like you know Florida's only second seed because they just basically dumpstered on bad teams um yeah. and And I can argue the similar thing.
2: Four games in a row against the Boston Uprising or something like that. Yeah.
1: And I mean, like part of that I think is true. And and I'm not going to deny that the Titans did have what I would compare to some of the other teams, easier opponents in, in the last month. But at the same time, like momentum and confidence go a long way, right? Like we're talking like everybody's a pro here. So at any given time, all of these guys will scrim with, other top 500 players as well as overwatch pros and nobody's undefeated. Right. So yeah. Yeah. So, so like it, to me, like if they can build off this momentum and, you know, feel good about themselves, like I'd give them a chance against any of them. I'd say there's no team in that, that squad that I'd like to say, okay, just pack it up and go home. Right. Um, So, so to me, like I, I think it, it would be really interesting for, for Titans fans, even honestly, even if they lose, um, because I I think we're starting to see the you know so called potential that we started talking about you know just two months ago. Sure,
2: that middle pack is much closer to one another than people uh, think it is. Are, are so. the titan-
0: Titans there though? Uh there they could be. I mean, okay, like weekend. like right now, I view the I view the uprising Justice Titans and Defiant right now you know, reported for throwing. Yeah. Right. Like I, I, it's, and that's not to, to say they're all going the same direction. I think there's Titans have potential. You know, we talked a little bit, the justice are showing potential, the uprising. They're in a rough spot and the defiant, they're in a real rough, rough way. So I, you're right. Maybe the Titans are starting to show that they might get into the middle of the pack where the, there's a lot more balance, but I think we still need to see, you know, more from them to, to actually, Yeah, yeah, and I think that, that
1: Atlanta game is, is an eye opener for all of us because we we always talk about how Atlanta's the gatekeeper, right? They smash mm-hmm. all the bad teams and they get smashed on all the good teams. Yeah. So, you know, we still got we definitely still got work to do and I'm not I'm not putting on some glasses and just pretending No, and I,
0: I just I mean I look at that Atlanta game and I just wish the Vancouver Titans had played a, a comp other than dive for eighty percent of the time. Like I, I felt they like they, they were trying something.
2: They're just, uh, you know, hiding their true power level. So. Yeah, yeah, maybe. maybe. Dive
1: is one moment. letter away from die. <laughs>
0: true. Uh, so San Francisco, Shanghai. Disagree or agree? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's easy. <laughs> so let's say whatever the August tournament happens to be. You For know San what? Francisco Before that,
2: uh-huh. I'm just going to change my pick just to brag in case I, I'm right. I'm gonna take Guangzhou in the Asia region. Mm. Not Shanghai. No.
0: Okay.
1: You heard first. Doesn't it here feel first? like Guangzhou is the the anti NYXL? Like NYXL Maybe. comes, in, comes <laughs> yeah. in with like, you know, the big names, the the strutton, the the history and all that stuff. And like for the most part, nobody seems to ever know anything about the charge, but they're always you know, their their records are thirteen and six and twelve and five. It's it's I'd
0: pretty similar. He, soul is the anti. Well, uh, so, 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 so soul, is soul is different altogether. <laughs> they're like well, in one day they're anti Overwatch League, and in other days they're like better than the Shock. Like it, they're in a weird, weird spot. Um, so collectively, we said Shanghai and San Francisco until Omni decided to go and shake things up and choose Guangzhou. Uh, curious what y'all like are, are are wondering or. Considering as who's going to finish at the top, and if there's anyone brave enough to say the Vancouver Titans actually have a chance. Ah, what else was going on? Well, today was, and we're recording on on a Tuesday night, so when you're hearing this live on Wednesday, it's already happened. But the Franz Overwatch Charity Cup happened today, and Scion Esports was the champion. They took home over ten thousand dollars, and I'm not going to say the uh, the acronym but it's F O C C in dollars. I don't know how I say that without myself getting into trouble. Um, (laughs) I, you know, I love the community cup and I know like the community has embraced what Fran's doing here. I kind of wish there was more opportunities. Like I think this is a space that the Vancouver Titans could find a way to go in and further embrace the tier two scene. as we were told they would do, I know there's a lot going on, but I think there's an opportunity. Maybe it's RSP. Maybe we need to have an RSP Overwatch Community Cup or something like that. I know absolutely nothing about the scene, but maybe we need to go and put something together. Raise 20 bucks is for the winner. <laughs> but I, I I love this. And if there's one thing I love the most, it's the uh, Friends Overwatch Community Cup is brought to you by Super's Forehead. <laughs> Like, we need something like that, you know? Like, this podcast is brought to you by Omni in Color. Omni in Color better than when he goes gray.
2: That's true. That's true.
0: And then, as far as Overwatch news is concerned, (sighs) Patch rolled out today. Now, we talked a little bit about the Patch uh, last episode because it had gone into a combination of sort of experimental and PTR. Well, it it rolled out. uh, Most of it actually rolled out today. So, first and foremost, on the competitive updates open queue is now part of competitive play. Um, so this will now exist or twofold. Do you want to play role queue or do you want to play goats? Essentially the choice that you make is what's going to go. And on, I guess it's not goats. Cause and it's know.
2: still the same SR.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, no, 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 oh, it's, it's, it's different. different, different SR. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Different SR. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, but that is now official. So it's, out, it's been pulled out of the world of arcade. Um, the SR seasonal placements have been made adjusted, or have been adjusted for high players because it's not me. I didn't read up on it. It's like bronze, bronze, no nothing about bronze. Unless Dekay's you
2: decide to, you know, start a junkrat account.
0: You guys talk me up on junkrat, but
2: I've seen it. I'm still like waking up in the middle of the night in a cold uh, puddle of sweat. So yeah, I always have to check my back. <laughs>
0: Uh, but there were some hero updates. So let's actually run through them quickly. Uh, Ash got a nerf. Now the nerf was on the dynamite. Dynamite cooldowns been increased from ten seconds to twelve seconds. Um, and this, I, I have no problem with this because that dynamite, when you like, especially in the competitive scene, you mm. get a stack, and everyone's ticking. And now all you need to do is like body shot as Ash. I think the cooldown puts it in a better place. Brigida got like nerfed, and I might have said ash buff, sorry, I meant ash nerf. but Brigida got nerfed, nerfed hard. So the repair pack will no longer grant additional armor health. Mm -hmm. The barrier shield, while increased from 200 to 250, the regen rate has decreased from 100 to 85 health per second, and her cooldown when destroyed is increased from 3 to 5. Is this just to keep Haxal from being the best brig in the league? Like I don't, I don't quite understand the changes. I mean, the developer comments: "is granting additional maximum health is a powerful ability, and has proven too effective when combined with additional healing of repair packs." This yeah. barrier will now provide more protection up front, enabling it to withstand more directed fire, but will also have a longer downtime if it's destroyed. I found the current world of Brig that, like she doesn't, I don't know, I don't know how to play her anymore. Like I am, I think she needs a full rebuild
2: she's been yeah tweaked a lot I guess in pro play or in really high Elo she's really powerful but I'm upset about it because I feel like without brig being a thing uh, we'll see much less of echo tracer It's also an indirect nerf to Genji as well who's been like
1: seeing a lot of
0: uh, you know timing mm-hmm. and limelight. isn't
1: it ironic we we hate brig and we love brig.
0: Well, we loved, we love Hacksaw Brig. We love Car Brig, but we just don't like Brig as a character. But if we have to we accept just, that she's in the just, game. We just, uh, we loved stomping the opposition. How's yeah. You know, friend of the video. show, uh, great root bear, uh, from world's Toronto best flight. Brig. is world's best Brig. He'd be upset with us. Uh, Diva got buffed. So her fusion cannon movement penalty has been reduced. Her matrix cooldown has been reduced. Her micro miss- missiles delay has been reduced. Like if she wasn't a must pick already.
1: It ain't Overwatch without D.Va. I, I feel like every every like three or four weeks, their thing is just to go, oh, we got we got to change D.Va again. Like, like you know, they'll max out the shields and they'll take down the shields and they'll add a rocket, lose a rocket. Like, I can't even keep track of how many times we've talked about Diva buffs and nerfs. Like, it's just this thing they do every time they roll out a patch. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm being
2: serious here. I think they should just invest into building an AI algorithm. to just look at, you know, statistics and adjust these numbers automatically. Cause like, it feels like we're stuck in this loop, especially diva is a very good example of that.
0: Yeah. I mean, she, yo, yo, she's back and forth back and forth. Like everything's changing. And I, this one, like the defense matrix, cooldown. Like, yeah, okay, her defense matrix was reduced in the, the distance, but what does it matter if all you have to do is just constantly, you know, click, 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 you can eat everything. I can't eat anything as Diva, and trust me, I'm probably <laughs> going to eat an alt or two here just because I could right-click quicker now. Yeah. Uh, Junkrat got a uh, buff. He's uh, seen his concussion mine trigger delay be reduced to a tenth oh, of a no. second. Uh, Life first red- buff and the rip tire, I, course, buff. the rip tire. So you get control of Junkrat a little bit quicker. So I, you know, I, I this junk has been seeing some slight buffs. And I, I wonder if this is on the, on the competitive side to try to counter sort of the double shield. Let's, let's, let's bring out the bunker buster. Why not? Yeah. So, and then as always, there's been lots of fixes and stuff like that. So apparently if you looked close enough at Ash's shadow and the little red, you know, Riding Hood skin or whatever. There was a problem, and um, Wrecking Ball used to be able to go and hit people like 400 times. Like he would boost and then boost and then boost again, or whatever crazy things. Uh, but uh, that's all live in the game. So if you have an update, make sure you update your title. Uh, beyond that, there was some uh, PTR stuff that happened, um, but generally, it's all all live. So. Here we are at the end of a pretty solid episode where the Vancouver Titans are going into the Summer Showdown, the number four seed. None of us feel they have a significant chance of winning it at all. <laughs> but Sam, are you going to suggest they will? Because you said you'll never go and bet against this team.
1: Never betting against this team. They're not going to lose another round ever this season. <laughs> maybe maybe forever. Oh, my
0: God. Yeah. This is Sam. Sam Stradamus oh man i i've got some goodies i gotta munch into like these gummy worms here i I, they've been sitting here teasing me and you know for those looking on the stream you can see them (laughs) i've been choking
1: on these sours hey if you start munching on those like (laughs) two-thirds
2: of this podcast will be basically chewing throughout the show exactly
0: i you know i i've I've sort of reached this point where circle k is showing us the love like When's Pizza Hut going to step up and throw us a couple Ooh. pies? Or is Rosie going to go and pop a chair or two or, or one of their desks or something?
2: Oh, it'll go perfectly with that uh, energy drink we got, too.
0: Yeah. I mean it's called I, the Joker? I want some oh, Jack yeah. Links. Give me some Jack Links. <laughs> yeah. I Actually, to be honest, I am in need of a new sort of desk-sized uh, gaming mat. The one I have, it's like <laughs> falling apart. Like, Let you know me how, just like, open my Amazon <laughs> wish list really quick.
1: Are we just shopping here now? because, so, because well, Circle K gives some chips, now he's got to go buy you a mat.
0: <laughs> oh, I just I'm I, I mean no, I I am I am appreciative that Circle K reached out to us. I mean they've been they've been good to us and and oh. you know I just want to show respect. But it, it's awesome that you know we're now starting to see. Our, our community really thrive and grow. There's us already as fans. We're now starting to see this interaction with the team, the roster. I mean, we we had, uh, you know, Rolf join us for an episode. We've had Wheats join us for, so RSP bugs and, and, uh, uh Wheats joining our Minecraft server. RSP does Minecraft. So, I mean, I'm we really enjoying this. Omni
2: strive joining us uh, weekly. That's true. We don't, we don't
1: <laughs> talk enough about that. You know, <laughs> when are we going to finally get your autograph?
2: Yeah. Uh, It's it's a limited uh, item.
0: You won with the pros. Sam and I did not. Um, But yeah, I think, you know, I I joke about the, you know, RSP Overwatch Community Cup. But I I think it would be kind of cool to have our community sort of represented. Whether, maybe it's not something as grand as that. I floated the idea of having, like, an RSP competitive team. Um, I know I'm not on it. (laughs) I can concede I'm not good enough, so...
1: You are of Junkrat's meta.
0: Yeah, know. but then Junkrat's not. That's You're going to make him meta. You're going to
1: make him meta. Exactly. exactly. I'm convinced the next time we do Extra Life, we just got to get Chris an alt account, and he's going to be a Junkrat one trick the entire day, and we're going to see what his actual rank is.
2: Yeah, I mean, chips, I chips got, uh, you know, signed to the Overwatch League. I don't see why you can't be. I mean, Titans uh, don't have
1: anybody playing Junkrat yet, right?
0: No. no. I'll be, I'll be what, Lightrat? Rat, yeah. And then eventually become a caster? And that's oh, not like trying to disrespect. <laughs> junk force, yeah. force, junk force, junk <laughs> force. Oh man, I, 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 mean, I, Jake. I mean, I, I, I actually wished we got more of Jake. I like Jake on the casting desk; he's really yeah. good. So here we are at the end of a solid episode. As I said, a little bit long. We're going to go into the weekend. Hopefully, the Vancouver Titans has some success. Um, as I always do, please, if you're listening to our podcast and haven't done so already, click that subscribe button. Let us know uh, that you want to listen to us by actually hitting the subscribe, downloading each and every episode. You can tune into our live streams. We're on pretty much every Tuesday night, dependent on my schedule, because the world apparently rolls around Chris. But I will continue bringing live streams. The podcast audience survey we're running—we're going to have that open for a couple of weeks. So again, to access that, our pinned tweets got the link. It's in RSP Discord, uh, or go to bitly/slash catchphrase survey and uh, let us know your thoughts. Let us uh, understand what it is you want from our podcast. So we can provide you more of it, and if there's something that's missing, it gives us an opportunity to identify that, so we can in turn, you know, bring it to you, our listeners, because you are by far what's most important here. And then beyond that. We are going to go into a break. We're already exploring, you know, the guests that we might be able to bring on. If there's someone that you're interested in hearing from, let us know. We'll do our best to try to connect the, uh, the, the dots. If you want to do the connections, please do so. I mean, I will do my best to pick up whatever ball gets thrown our way. Um, but I, I make, you know, no guarantees that the other person wants to play catch. So
1: can we get Gordon Hayward and, uh, Xfinity in here? (laughs) (laughs) Hmm.
2: Yeah, totally. That mug though, that's a, that's a nice mug. <laughs> Got to get me one of those. Maybe circle K has one like that.
0: <laughs> and then, uh, the last uh, couple of things you want to, you know, tell us your feedback, go to podchaser.com slash ready, set phone, leave us a review, go to voicelink.fm slash ready, set phone, leave us a message or jump into our discord, which is discord.io slash ready, set phone, uh, to take part in the conversation. So as we wrap this episode up, any final words of wisdom you want to share with all of our listeners there on me?
2: Me think, why waste time say a lot word when few word do trick?
0: Sam, can you top that?
1: No, but I know Kat's been wondering. So my advice to you is if you're going to hang a shoe on the wall, make sure you don't wear it first. Because every once in a while, you're going to pick it up and it's going to hit you in the head. So (laughs) don't wear them.
0: Uh, and me would wear you. shoes? Who would do that? Yeah, who wears shoes? Uh <laughs> me, final words for me. Um, everyone stay safe, have fun, see you in games, see you in Discord, see you on social, Happy see you day. around the scene. But uh, we look forward to connecting again <clears throat> next week. Same see time. You on time, time yeah, thanks, Sam. Uh so on behalf of Sam at another Sam Chan on the ad, I'm Strife, myself, Chris at Lightforce. I'm gonna sign this podcast off with those magical two words. Catchphrase!